podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. You're listening to the Paddock Blues Podcast. You can find us on our link tree at linktr.ee forward slash paddockblues. Or you can email us at paddockblues at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. Hello and welcome to the Paddock Blues Podcast. Um, tonight I'm joined by G. How are we, mate? Good, mate. Good, good. Well, uh, been better like after the weekend, but yeah, still good like yourself. Yeah, all right. Yeah, good. As you say, it's, uh, last week I think it was just me and you again, weren't it? And we talked about how good it was going to work on the the Monday. Didn't feel as good today, did it? No, no, it didn't. It didn't. It took the shine off a little bit after last week, but I just say it's uh, you take the wins with the losses, don't you? You just take it on the chin. We're blues. We're used to it by now. Yeah, we are used to it. Yeah, that's why I think we get so excited about it. Uh, winning. I think it's like a dog getting let out for a walk, isn't it? Every now and then they get out for a walk and they just the tail's going everywhere. But you know, the days they kept in the cage, they're like, oh yeah, I get used to this. Yeah, but, um, yeah. So yeah, as we know. Everton suffered the first loss at home under Sean Dyche. Uh, it was a 2-0 defeat to Aston Villa. Just off the bat, mate, what's your initial thoughts? Well, you know, yeah, well, just what's your reaction? It's a tough one, really, because I didn't think, like, obviously, we've had 2-0 losses this season where we've come away thinking, oh, my God, we're the worst team in the Prem. But it weren't, it sort of, I felt like a kick in the teeth, really. Because we had chances, we created things. Okay, maybe not as much as we would have wanted to, but I don't know. I think we were slightly unlucky as well, in a way. Obviously, the pen sort of killed the momentum of the game. And, you know, it's just back to that old chestnut of why can't we score goals? And that's why we're getting beat, if, if you like, because you're always going to push for that goal and leave yourself a little bit exposed, hence why the second goal come. So. This is a tough one to take for me. I don't know about yourself. What do you think? Yeah, I'm with you. Especially, you know, the last two home games and stuff like that and beating Arsenal, beating Leeds. I think a lot of people in the back of their mind were thinking, you know, is, is the, when's the bubble burst and type thing? And as never told you, you do that, don't you? You're waiting for the bubble to burst. Um, yeah. But it's just a strike. I mean, kills us. Absolutely yeah. kills us. I hope we were okay in the game. I don't think... Villa were amazing. It's not like they come to us and blew us away, and we, we were like, "Wow, what a what a, what a team!" We, yeah. we were in the game as much as they were. I think they were a little bit like safety score, yeah. And that's the biggest mm. problem. I think that is the biggest problem we've got is there's literally no one to put the ball in the back of the net. And I yeah. think I tweeted it as well. If you don't if you don't score, you do not win football matches. It's impossible. It's actually yeah. impossible to score. Uh, to win football matches without scoring a goal. It sounds like my home, but it is, isn't it? <laughs> Do you know what yeah. I mean? It sounds daft and it's so cliche and it's so bang on the nose that but it's true. You you just you're just gonna have nil nils. You can be great defending, but if you can't score goals, you're gonna have nil nils and thirty draw send you down. So yeah. I think it's just a lack of a striker and we'll move on to we'll we'll go to the striker and obviously we both agree that it was really disappointing on on Saturday. And it, you know, it, it was sort of just one of them. We could be there still now playing, and I don't think we'd score. Yeah, but we'll go on to that reason. Um, 
there's no striker. There's there's just nothing, mate. Says the up front. You just don't know literally where the goals are going to come from. That's the thing, isn't it? And it's a scary thought, really. I think you know, you've got two players there that, for me, are just squad impact players. I Neil Mopey coming on in the Arsenal game, done well for ten minutes and wound them up a little bit. Was what he he's good at, like for ten minutes at the end. Ellis Sims in the game against um, Leeds, come on, nearly set the Corey up if he could finish his dinner. The the players that are good in small doses of ten minutes, you know, mm-hmm. when the team are tired and. You know, maybe when we're already on top of a game, to bring them on's fantastic. But they're not strikers that are going to go and get you three points or, you know, decide that they're going to get the game by the scruff of the neck and go, nah, this is Everton Football Club and we're going to win. So just not that way inclined, unfortunately. And that's the scariest thing for me. Um, yeah. Not even necessarily that well, we haven't got depth in that in area. We've got two there and, and obviously one that's injured. But there's players there. They're just not the depth that we need unfortunately and as you say it's it's scary and a bit like Michael Owen but is, you, you it, don't yeah. score you don't win so it, it, it's it's damning really when you think about it that way I think we've got to change something whether it's put the Marty Gay up there and see how he gets on I don't know but something's got to change hasn't it yeah it has um, I think as well they all look like they're just looking at each other doesn't it you know what I mean they're all it looks like Mopai's looking at Anana and he's looking at someone else they're all waiting for someone else to score the goal as you just said, there's yeah. no one going, I'll do it. Give me the ball. And I think the Mighty yeah. is probably the closest we've got to that. Um, he's ready mm-hmm. to take on the responsibility of putting the ball in the back of it and being the match winner. Like, you look at our two goals, one's from a corner um, from Tarkowski and then Coleman. You know, as he said, he hits that ball 30 times and 29 mm-hmm. times it goes, up, goes wide or over or wherever. <sighs> They just, I don't know. I, I, it really is scary, you know. People go, "Oh, we're not creating chances." If you actually look at the game, Anana's either for Martinez to save, Calvin Lewin scores. I know people go, "Well, he does, he does score." And there's a couple of balls yeah. that get whizzed across the box that he probably is just there to stand there and hit him on the head because that's his natural position to just stand there. That's what he's learned, you know. Match fitness on, match sharpness or not. He just knows as a striker to stand in that position and let it hit him. You know, we, we, he got yeah. to play success under Carlo, didn't he? And he sort of come away yeah. from that a little bit, but I think that's just naturally in him. Mm. Um, but we're just saying about Calvin Lewin, obviously today, Sean Dyson said that there's no time frame on Calvin Lewin. Um, he also talked about Ghana being close for Nottingham, Nottingham Forest and... Maybe Patterson's a little bit behind him. But Calvin Lewin's one's massive, isn't it? It's just a mad spider's web, isn't it? What what do you think on that? Where's your head on that at the moment? Well, to be fair, as of this morning, I was very much like, oh, yeah, it's probably just that niggly, niggly hamstring and whatever else. And you just want him to be 100% before he throw him in. But, you know, seeing a few comments on Twitter today about, you know, maybe it being his, his, his mental health rather than his actual physical health it, it's got me thinking really because it's one of them things isn't it like it reminds me of Andre Gomez in a way do you know when, when he broke his leg and yeah. for like the first six months coming back he just didn't want to throw a tackle in which is understandable mate do you know what I mean like, it, it's like someone like you work yourself in work tomorrow with a, with a grinder or something 
for the next couple of times you're using that grinder, you're always going to be weird. You're going to cut your arm or cut your leg yeah, or whatever. Yeah, sure. it, it, it can affect you, but that's where we've we've got to support them as a fan base. You know what I mean? It's not his fault. The kid doesn't, he can't play. You know what I mean? It, it, he's a massive, massive one. We've got him back. So let's just support him. Yeah. You know, he's still a human being at the end of the day. I'd like to see one of them and they lose the fucking leg and then go, oh yeah, I'll play next week. I'll be sound. As much as we all say we'd play with a broken leg forever, and if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. You can't, you can't do nothing. Do you know what I mean? But I don't know yourself. I am a bit you, mate. I think we've got to stick. It's it's an hard one because of the situation we're in. Obviously, yeah. everything's heightened, isn't it? And the fact we're not scoring goals, and I think that we'll go on to it later. But the board is ungamoted, right? In my opinion, if they'd got a striker in, apart mm. from the mobile, but you know, if they'd got an actual striker in, say they'd gone and got an Ivan Tony, not him, but someone of his mould. Yeah. Uh, that lad from Coventry or something. And he didn't hit the ground mm. running in January. I mean, you're giving Calvin Lewin that. I don't know what you're giving him. You're giving him a six week sort of. Buffer. Yeah, a six week gap to go, right? Listen, the pressure's going to be on this kid here to hit the ground running. If he doesn't, you can quietly, mm-hmm. in the background, sort of crack on with you, getting better and stuff like that. And then when you're ready, you can come in. And if that lad does hit the ground running, you've got even longer to get ready, you know. So, I think because he's our main striker, he's our number nine, we're all waiting for him to come back. It just looks ten times worse. Do you know what I mean? It just it just feels ten times worse as well. Um, but just to touch on your point, he's a professional footballer. He's literally a professional yeah. footballer. He wants to play football. He loves playing football. People go, oh, he doesn't want to play. Of course he wants to play. It is, he, 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 you know, he's worked his whole life to become mm-hmm. a professional footballer. You hear how hard it is to become to become one, especially a striker as well at a Premier League football club. You know, if you think for one minute, Calvin Lewin sitting there thinking it's a sound. He's not one of the highest end players play, players in the team, by the way. He's not. You know, he's not like he's on mega money and we're all sat here going, he's just taking the wages. He's not probably. He's probably not on mega money compared to some of these players. So. Yeah. You can take that bar out of it. He, his head will be so gone because he's probably thinking, oh, I just want to play, but he can't. His body won't let him. So I think as a fan base, just go, come off him a little bit and go, right, he's not coming back for a bit. Let's just, let's get him back when he's ready. Um, yeah. So and I, know, I know Paul is a big fan of Calvin Lewin as well. And we all feel the same. And I think everyone deep down is a bit like, oh, come on, lad. We all sort of want him to we're all pushing them out. We to go, come on, you can do this. But because of the position we're in now, I think a lot of people are like, oh, he needs to play it this, that, and the other. like, just relax a minute. You know, that lad just can't run. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So, I, I, just, I don't know, mate. What? That no striker thing is just, just madness. And we're saying no striker. Listen, we've got Neil Mopai. You know, I think one of us could go and do a better job than that. But, and that Ella Sims. Mm. What do you do now? Should you just go for it? Do you just go Ella Sims? Do you, do you stick with Neil Mopai? Do you just change it? No, you asked that before. Where do we go from there? But what would you do? I think you've, you've got two options. Really. Well, you've got three options, really. You either the game, Neil Mopai, instead of putting him fucking six foot in the air to his head, or you give 
his time get his feet the only other option you've got is do what Chelsea do and play a false nine put the Marty Gray in there and put the ball in behind because yeah. he'll run for you and he, he can finish okay he's not a finisher but he will run for you and he will get a goal or two because that way he's proved that from left wing do you know what I mean yeah. but it's, it's me personally it's just a case of trying what fits you know each game's different so I wouldn't play you know Ellis Sims against Arsenal on Wednesday because he's probably too young and inexperienced for that yeah. But if we're playing, you know, if we're playing Villa at home, we could give him a go. Or Forest at home, or sorry, not Forest, Brentford at home the week after. Yeah. Could give him a go because he's at home, he's got a lot of support behind him. But being away in a different, I'd keep him well away from that Forest game because that's going to be a moody game. They're going to be all over us. And their fans are just like our fans. It's a big old stadium, you know what I mean? It, it, it's not the game for them. That'd be a game I'd put them Harry Gray in for. I'm just getting run at them. But that's what I mean. That's why the manager's paying as much as he is because he probably got he's probably forgot more about footy than I'll ever know about footy. Mm-hmm. But if I can see there's a problem there, then obviously he does as well, but his hands are tied. Do you know what I mean? But what would you do? Um, it's a, yeah, I'd probably... I'd, you stick with Mo Pai, who hasn't scored goals, who... It's not like he's hitting the crossbar or, you know, keepers are making, he's forcing keepers into worldly saves. And you think, oh, this lad, well, he's going to get one sooner or later, it's going to come for him. It's just not, he's not doing anything. There's no, he's not putting any sort of thing in where you go, he's undroppable then. This lad's going to score goals soon. Uh, yeah. Sims, young, I, I think, uh, I like what you said about keeping him for the own game, sort of getting him behind him. And then when he's ready, Maybe step into an away game when he feels more comfortable in the team. Um, when he feels, you know, we, the lad's got a little bit of confidence in himself as well. Damari Gray, I think I've said that a couple of times now. I'd stick him up front just to see how teams react to his pace. I don't know. They seem to be something with Dyson Damari Gray. You know, do see, I don't think there is. You know. I don't think there is, and the simple fact I don't think there is, is Sean Dice. I said I think it was last week. I said it to you the week before. Sean Dice is the most black and white manager you'll ever meet. You speak to him every in simplicity. Mm-hmm. So in his head, bar the Liverpool game, that's an unbeaten eleven. Get what I mean? Out of four yeah, games, yeah. or oh, sorry, out of three games, he'd won two, lost one. So even on the weekend, I knew that team was going to be the exact same. Because why would you change your winning formula? Especially at home. Do you know what I mean? I think, okay, he, he, he probably will now look to make changes and bring Gray or whoever in and maybe even Garner when he's back on Patston. But, you know, it's it's the old cliche of why change something when, if it's not broken. Don't, if it's not broke, don't fix it. Sorry, the, the, the saying. Yeah, like, yeah. But, you know, you just wouldn't. You're just stupid if you are. But I don't think there's anything in that to Marty Gray thing because I think Sean Dice, the type of fella, he'd probably just go, wouldn't even have him on the bench. If he had, if there's a problem there, he'd probably just exile him. Yeah. That's what I think, personally. Like. Yeah, it probably could. The only thing I would say is has he got the option to exile him? <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, uh, mm. Can he actually exile one of our most creative players? And he knows that as well. We don't know this, and we don't know what goes on in and out of Finch Farm. He might not be running. I think I've seen something where he's got Dyche's got, they call it, fit, and Sean Dyche fit. 
So mm. he might not be Sean Dyche fit. And they say Sean Dyche fit mm. is literally ready for the Premier League. Like the intensity, the levels of it. And I think that's what we've seen is like McNeil. Um mm. is running, he just doesn't stop running. I think he's played well the last couple of games. I think arguably you could probably say he was one of our better players on Saturday. He was trying those mm. whipping balls in, he was getting the crosses into the box, just again, no no one there to put the ball in the net. Yeah. Um so yeah, going back to you that your question, what would I do? I'd probably go with Jamari Gray. I probably would and just see how we can react to him. Sort of he, he, where we've got now where Anana's picking the second ball up. Can Damari Gray pick the second ball up from Anana jumping? Because mm. Anana seems a lot for, more forward now. Um, yeah. Can he be the one getting in between the two centre halves and Damari Gray picking up the pieces? But like had you made the foul. Remember Jermaine the used to do it for Tottenham? Yeah. With Peter yeah. Crouch. Off Crouch, yeah. yeah. Um, so I think that's maybe a way, listen, as you just said, he's a, he's a Premier League manager. That's his job. Mm. That's what we're hoping he can find out. <laughs> Uh, but moving away from Saturday, the, the performance has obviously left us in the bottom three, but Leeds winning new manager bounce. I think we all knew that was going to happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, West Ham beating Nottingham Forest 4 0, which is welcome to the Premier League sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, left us in the bottom three. Now, is it time to panic? I know people go, well, you're in the bottom three the week before, so. But we've now played Villa at home and not scored any goals. The whole country can see we're not going to score any goals. Do we now go, oh, we're in real trouble here? Or do you still think, no, I no, it's just one of them? Do you know what? Just for simple performance levels in comparison to what it was six weeks ago, I'm not panicking and I'm not. You know, we've been saying this since the start of the season, but, you know, a couple of wins takes us mid-table. Uh, a couple of losses takes us bottom of the league. But one thing as an Everton fan we've got to understand is not the whole country has not expected the past two weeks to go against us as much as it has in terms of results. Mm-hmm. Do you, you get what I mean? Yeah. You wasn't expecting Bournemouth to pick up points or Southampton to pick up points, even West Ham to an extent to pick up points. Leeds, you could have expected this week, but even still, maybe not because they're terrible. Yeah. Like, they, they, that that them two weeks and listen, I might just be sound like I'm looking for excuses, but you couldn't. Have, no one would have predicted them. If you put an accumulator on them two weeks, mate, you're a millionaire. Yeah. Because the the, the odds on them are about under under thousands of one. Yeah. Some of them results, you know what I mean. But for me, I think we just need to keep doing what we're doing. We're getting better in terms of we look like we care now. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Dwight McNeil is probably the biggest one. As you said then, he's trying things, he's getting more confident and, you know, it will come. I don't care if we score, you know, and only score like 15 goals now to the end of the season. We win 1-0 and it's a fucking corner. Tarkovsky becomes our uh, top goal scorer. I honestly don't care. But we need to just not panic and make it worse situation for ourselves as fans but as, for them as players as well. If we yeah. just keep going as we are, as we've been vocal, you know, be doing the right things as fans, I think we'll be fine. But we we've got to keep doing the right things if that makes sense. Yeah, and I think um, after the game on Saturday as well, he seemed a lot of support, didn't he? He seemed a lot of 
a lot of people were staying behind, they were getting clapped, they were getting sort of sang off because we're not daft, you know what I mean? We've seen terrible, terrible teams. We've seen some bit seen some half decent teams are good to some as well. I don't mm. think anyone can come off that out of that ground and go, We were this, we were that. I think we were just literally missing our striker. Mm-hmm. It, 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 you know, we were we were good in every other aspect, yet we give a penalty away, which it, for me, I know I don't know whether you but it was a penalty. Um so it is yeah. what it is. He's one of our most experienced players, he shouldn't be doing that, but you know, that that's what it is. Um just to touch on it, Connor Cody, what's he doing for the second goal? I don't know. Why is he just that that Aston Villa mm. player is just absolutely spun him in the air. There's three of them. There's three of them looking at him and not one yeah. of you don't shield them out or you know, you've played footy yourself. You sort of shield someone out, don't you? Know, show them on the weak of foot and they literally mm-hmm. just stand and watch him go to the left and it's like I just yeah. remember I, I I never watched it thinking, Are you serious? Mm. I, there's three years watching him. So I think them little that's got he'll tweak that. Dice will go yeah. Dice will get them and go, What are you doing there? You know, yeah. I, we haven't practiced that. Why aren't you mm. showing him outside or why aren't you getting closer to that's why I'm not panicking. Mm-hmm. As you said, you no, know, six weeks ago you'd think, oh my god, we've got beat. Mm-hmm. We're gonna get beat again. Which we all think that, but what I mean is what I think everything that we see and we do as a football team wrong, he sees as well. So we'll go back and go, that's wrong, that's wrong, that needs better work. You know, he needs yeah. to be faster, he needs to be stronger. He, I honestly believe he'll have Neil Mopay standing in front of the goal now, still. From, yeah. from Saturday and saying to him, you're not leaving here until I'm convinced you can put the ball in the back of the net. Yeah. And I think he's that type of manager. And yeah, he is. It's sort of had a bit of a Davy Moyes defeat to it. I know that sounds daft, but we keep saying the last two wins have had a Davy Moyes defeat uh, win to them. Like I feel like a grinding and out, winning tough, you know, getting in people's faces, the crowd behind them. That sort of had a bit of a Davy Moyes defeat because it was a bit like, oh, mate. The chances we've had there to score, and we just can't put the ball in it, and then you can see the two mad goals. Um, That's exactly it, though, isn't it? It's like for me, it's very much a case of I'm probably the same as ninety nine percent of Evertonians. If we can see you've cared and tried, we're, we're still we'll still clap you off and sing you off. Like that's not what we're not asking for a team of Messi's and a team of Ronaldo's. We're just asking for a team of Tim Kales. That's all yeah. we're asking for. Tommy Gravison. You know what I mean? Tommy Gravison's Lee Carsley. You know, the two yeah. cue balls in snooker on in the centre mid who fucking somehow got to move to Real Madrid just from hard work. Like that yeah. that's all we ask for. We don't aren't we aren't even down to some players leaving Everton. Like oh nah, nah, if he give us everything for the next year, two years, and then got us moved to, to I'm not saying he's going to Real before everyone starts jumping down the top, but get us move away to someone like that. Yeah. We don't mind because at the end of the day, who's going to turn them down? And if he deserved it, happy days. He's done well for us then, hasn't he? Yeah. Exactly. If he gives, if he gives us everything, it's the likes of, you know, if, you know, certain players that, like Anthony Gordon, I wouldn't have been asked if he'd give everything this season and got his £50 million move to Newcastle. But he's been shy for us all season, giving stupid fouls away, thinking he'd be big bollocks. And then he got £50 million anyway. So... That, I'm not asked about him now, but do you know what I'm trying to say? Like, yeah, you know, it's, for. it's the Richarlison thing, isn't it? Um, you know, Richarlison last year, we all 
so sad to see him leave because it was he was our main man, he was our talisman, he was the flair in his hand, all that type of stuff. And he was an Everton player in. He would fit in every Everton team I've probably seen purely for his fight, his determination, um, his grit, his horribleness. He was it must have been horrible to play against, but we loved him. We loved him for that. And and he had that little bit of quality as well to go with it. And that's why we were devastated. But we also understood. We also understood we like listen, you've just nearly you've basically kept us in the league by some of your goals the goals that you've scored. Mm. Going and go to the Champions League. We know what the situation, yeah. no one will blame you. He'll get a good reception when he comes back. Because he knows we all know. Well, he will off me. Yeah, yeah, he will off me as well, because he didn't want to leave. I tell you now, if Everton had come to him and gone, listen, we don't need money, you know, you can stay. I don't think he wanted I know people go, well he wanted to leave the year before. Yeah, he probably he, he did say he wanted to leave in Carlo Machelotti, but it didn't take much convincing, did it? You know, he didn't he didn't need much convincing to go. He basically went to stay and was like, Yeah, all right, I'll stay. He, he, he yeah. didn't need much convincing at all, and I don't think the lad did. And I'll be honest, I think he'd I think he'd won back to Goodison now. People might disagree yeah. with me, but I actually do think he'd won back to Goodison because he was loved yeah. and he loved being loved. Yeah. And that's what he was playing now. Good. He he was in a twenty goal a season striker, by the way. No. But he 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 would do the horrible side that would allow other players to score too. So okay, what did he get last year? Was it twelve in the plan? Yeah. It it wasn't a high number by any stretch of the imagination. But there was times where he'd he'd chase a man down, nail him, it go to someone else, then it crossed in, Carvalho and scored. That all come from a Charleston chasing down a lost cause. There was one yeah. who, who do we play at home? And he ran. He nailed the the, the centre half trying to clear the ball. We won a corner from it and scored from that corner. And I was like, that was a lost cause, but he uh, gave a shit. I remember that, yeah, yeah. I remember that. Yes, but the Chelsea one. Yes, one with Chelsea chasing yeah. the Lacetta down, do you know what I mean? And yeah. making him slip and then he's in and he's taking that chance. But Listen, we're not going to go on about Miss Allison, but what we're saying is that's the type of player that we we want. And that's the type of player that we, we, we can sort of see coming through in players. You know, we can sort of see Drake McNeil getting a little bit more, a little bit more angry, a little bit more chest puffed out. You know, I'm doing, he, he feels, he looked comfortable, Drake McNeil. I'm not saying he's a world by any stretch of the imagination. He's still got a lot to learn. Um, but he's doing a lot better now. If we can get other players sort of matching his progression each week, we'll be all right. I honestly believe yeah. we will. You know, people might this is going to sound mad, and people might go, "Was he on in Dreamland?" But Neil Mopai might might only need one game. Maybe he scores two. It might one. It yeah. might might hit him on the arse, and the other one might hit him on the head. But he might yeah. score two. Win, win. We win the game two 0 or two one. And then the next minute he just goes bang, 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 bang and scores, I don't know, four in the next six because yeah. he's got that confidence. We don't, don't know. He's like, right, I'm going to chase everything. He's got that, that smell. Because that's it's, a, a professional footballer is a striker. They know how to put the ball in the net. And sometimes they just can't. They just, for love, more money, they can do it. They can't do it. It just won't go in. Or they're just not feeling up for it. But I hope I, and it's an open right and he turns into a well. He turns into a, a striker that we've always we thought we were getting. Yeah. Um, but we'll just move on from the players, and we'll just you know, and, and the team. We, we know we're in a bit of 
a, a bit of a pickle, but listen, this time last week we were 16th, this time next week we hit 16th, so I don't think it's yeah. time to panic just yet. Uh, but we'll move on to the people upstairs. Listen, we've had this conversation many times. We know no striker is on them. There's no mm-hmm. if, but, or maybe it's on them. He told us in the interview, we need a striker. We'll get a striker. You never meet. Even Andre Ayew, he was 30-something from the Middle East, still turned Everton down. Don't give yeah. me People were going to go, well, we put bids in. We didn't. They were smoke screens. We didn't yeah. put bids in. The amount of clubs and journalists, and listen, I don't care what journalists say, but it was, when, you know, if you throw enough poo, some sticks, and yeah. people were saying, like, the Premier League teams were saying to the FA, Everton are a hindrance. They've got no money. Why are they putting bids in? We're putting bids in to make, to make us feel better. Oh, look, we, yeah. oh, we missed out on him. No, you didn't. You know yeah. what I mean? Why don't you just put a bid in for Ronaldo and make that? And at least then we'd go, oh, what the hell? Um, <laughs> you know, put a loan bid in for Haaland or something. Make it, if you're going to lie, at least lie properly. But yeah. it, I just can't stand the thought that you've literally known we've got. <laughs> this is what baffles me. And I've had a couple of days to thought about, think about it. Start of the season, we lost Richarlison. Mm-hmm. They, they replaced him. With Neil Mopai and Dwight McNeil. So you go right and well, right, what the hell? You're that sort of thing. Is that on Lampard? We don't know. Is that on Kevin Telwell? Again, we probably will never find out. But yeah. in January, you sack a manager again in the transfer window. But we still need that striker. Neil Mopai has scored one goal all season. So why in January go listen another striker we bought in the summer? That's not worth, you know, we're gonna need another yeah. striker. Haven't he just gone out and got somebody got forty five million pounds for Anthony Gordon? Yeah. You know, where's that gone? I just honestly make that I could go on all day about the, the board and stuff like that, but they're just horrible, mate, haven't they? They're just they're just they're just horrible. Yeah, definitely. And and obviously I'm gonna play a bit of devil's advocate here, but you know, and before anyone comes to me on Twitter, I'm not defending him in any stretch of the imagination. But obviously, oh, he's no. been at our club seven years. To, is it seven years today? Yeah. Yeah. Seven years, right? I think he's just very, very ill-advised. He's not a man who knows football. Let me know I that for a fact. And I think obviously I've heard a lot about this interview, and we've spoke about it a lot. You know, we'll get a striker, we'll get one. I think someone's told him before that meeting. Yeah, yeah, we'll definitely get a striker. So he's obviously come out after being advised by someone who he employs, by the way, so that's his fault. Mm-hmm. And gone, yeah, yeah, we'll get a striker. Because he's been told by his staff that's what we're going to do. It, it's it's like any anything. If you're told by, you know, you, you, your staff and we're, right, I'll get that task done. You just assume it's going to be done because you're the boss, you paid him to do that. So yeah. for me, the seven years have been an absolute failure. And I, we say this before, we'll say it again. I couldn't, as much as Bradley Moore's amazing, if we're on the Premier League, I couldn't give a fuck. Put me on Wally Park with a stand, I don't care. Yeah. But the thing for me is, he, he's got his own problems in terms of he, he needs to start sacking people because he's clearly, he's a very good businessman, but he's not very good with our business, unfortunately. But the people around him have really, really got to take note of, they're just taking the piss out of him. Do you know what I mean? 100%. 
And as you, you you did say here as well, he is the boss. He, he should be able to sack them. But I think I've said this a couple of times. If you go into a job, say for instance, you was a buyer, if you was a buyer business, and the business is functioning, it's all you know, it, it was doing it's doing all right. And the fellow who owns the business has gone. I know everything. All the customers, all our customers that you're buying, I know all of them. I know the ins and outs of all of them. And you go, yeah. oh, do you? Yeah. You go, yeah. You go, right. Everyone loves me. I'm the greatest thing since sliced bread. I know. I love this company. This company's my life. You instantly mm-hmm. gonna think, oh, he's cracking this fella, him. You know what I mean? Yeah. You think you it. You think you it the jackpot. I yeah. bought a business, and I don't even have to do any work for it. I'll let him do all the work. Yeah. Give it the fucking jackpot. But then three years down the line, you go, hang on a minute. You know, you get your thing through, your performance review you and go, you just see red, like, like down, 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 and everything. You'd sort of go, I thought you knew everything. And that's where, as a boss, you need to go, listen, mate, on your, oh, go ahead, see you in a bit. See you in a bit. But yeah. he hasn't. Now, I know people, listen, today is the seven years of Farhad Mishiri, so we're doing, obviously doing on this on a Monday. But, um, I'll just go through a couple of points with you, mate, that I've seen. Um, off the pitch, he kept the chairman on his field over two decades, which we've also got to remember. This man who we, t- who we kept on, who lied to him, never won a trophy at Everton. Um, he's appointed eight permanent managers. He's appointed three directors of football. He spent 40 plus million in hiring and firing them. He had nine. Nine board registers. Registers. <laughs> I say that one. Um, have the most unqualified board in the Premier League. Have the smallest board in the Premier League. Have one of the highest paid boards in the league, who have paid themselves over sixteen million pound in failure. Um. Spent over eight hundred million in wages, has a ninety six percent turnover in wages, and spent over five million on players, five hundred million on players. Now on the pitch, this we we know really zero trophies, two relegation battles currently in one now. Average league position in seven years is tenth. He's had one European qualification. I think that was Ronald Koeman, and one yeah. FA Cup semi final, which he lost. Which I think, if I'm not mistaken, was uh, Roberto Martinez when really he'd only just come. Um, yeah, that's not very good reading, that means, is it? No, it's not. And 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 I think we've we've probably said this. So to our listeners, they listen every week. Probably sick of hearing us saying it. But if you take over a business, in a, take football out of it, you take over a business, you take over a corner shop, right? And you you know it, it, it's a it's a sustainable corner shop. It makes enough money just to get by. If it then starts losing money and getting less customers and less product, you're thinking, right, something's got to change. You tear the you tear the script up. Mm. You tear the whole, whole thing up from top to bottom and go, right, we're starting again. And I've said it before, and people, I have had a few people argue with me about this, but I couldn't give a fuck if we were called Red Bull Everton right now. Because no. look how successful all them clubs are. Leipzig, okay, they sold the soul, as everyone says, but they're doing well in Bundesliga every year. They, they never lose money. They always have fantastic players. Some of the players that have come through at Leipzig and Salzburg, they're not stupid. They run like a fucking business. 
We're run like a joke. Jay, if I, I would just ask you something now, you said you sold the soul and people argue with you. Chelsea, yeah. Chelsea, City, Newcastle, who've just been in a cup final. Manchester United, them across the road, Tottenham Hotspur, you know, Real Madrid, all these teams, the PSG, all these teams, do you think they care a jot about when, when they're watching their captain lift a trophy? Or playing in no. Champions Leagues. Do you think they really, really, do you think any City fan is going to not celebrate Sergio Aguero scored and going, yeah, but you know what? We sold our soul, haven't we, have we? Yeah. Really? Exactly. Exactly. Do you think exactly. anyone in that crowd on Goodwin scores or when Haaland scores every week, oh, yeah, but we bought him, no, we, 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 we haven't really earned him, we've bought him. Yeah. This is the world you're in now. You're in this world. Exactly. This isn't football anymore. This isn't 2003 where. Yeah. You know, people go, yeah, but Leicester did it. Leicester was a freak. Leicester was a freak. And people go, well, yeah. Arsenal are doing it. Arsenal spent nearly 300 million quid. Yeah. You know, yeah. and Arsenal are only there where they are now is because Man City are having a bit of a weird season. Liverpool are having a bad season. You know, Chelsea are having a worse season. Arsenal have just taken advantage, exactly what Leicester did. But Arsenal yeah. have still spent 300 million quid. Also, the Leicester thing... He bought N'Golo Kante. He bought Rick Mahrez. You know, mm-hmm. they had Can Biasso. They had Can Biasso. They had all the... They, they, it wasn't 11 <laughs> youth academy players that won the league. They were all bought. All them players yeah. were bought. Yeah, they were bought for low budget. But you should have free. Yeah. Um, so I eat this. Oh, yeah, but... If I, I tell you now, I pray every day that these Qatarians, or Qatars, whatever they're called, on the way to my Old Trafford, get lost and go past yeah. Tottenham Moor and go, oh, what's that? And yeah. someone goes, oh, that's Everton Football Club. They're, uh, they're in the Premier League. They're up for sale. Uh, yeah, we'll have them. Brand new stadium. Oh, yeah, I've a bit of that. But they won't. And six times less the price as well. Yeah, six times less the price. But they won't because that no. doesn't happen. Do you know what I mean? Because they'll probably go the other way and go past the other, the other place across the road and go, oh, yeah, well, that's them. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I and just... it's that old thing, isn't it, of when City got took over and it was when Bill wouldn't sell his plane... plane uh, t- Bill wouldn't sell his train set because yeah. he wanted us. He wanted us. It was it was a known fact. He wanted us. It was between us and City and someone else, if you remember right. West Ham, I think. Was it, it was someone he, he called all three of them sleeping giants, mm. and it's the truth. There were three, you know, well known teams in England, okay. Out of them three at the time, Everton were the best one. Oh, so so we were getting regularly getting sixth and seventh with no money. We had a still got a fantastic fan base, okay. We needed the ground, but so did City. Like all these things that could have been us, we could have been sat with a load of tourists in a brand new stadium. Winning everything, and believe me, I, don't get me wrong, I wouldn't allow someone to sit next to me with an iPad like them. But I wouldn't care as long as I was at the match watching Everton win trophies, and as you say, seeing Ellen Haaland score every week. Okay, where the money comes from? It's not my money. Exactly. I know where my money, money goes. My money goes into fucking Farhad Mashiri and Bill Kenwright's playing train set. <laughs> so, exactly. Well, and that's, that's my. Yeah. Well, it's I was just saying, that was always my argument when they said to me about selling your soul to a Red Bull consortium or an American consortium. Like, as long as you do your vetting checks and they're not cowboys like some of them are, which would all be done anyway. 
then what's the issue? What is the issue? You get left behind me. But, and we will get left behind. Because the problem is, Farhad Mashiri apparently they say, put a price tag on us of 500 million because of the new stadium. But no one's going to pay that in the championship. No one's going to buy a club for 500 million in the championship. Before. It, it, you know what as well, though? I'm telling you now, if if I had Mishiri to put Everton up for sale before them Saudi Arabians had bought Newcastle, they wouldn't have made it as far as Newcastle. Mm. They'd have just gone, Everton? Yeah. They knew Mike actually wanted out. They knew he was, he was toxic. They knew, you know... Um, it just it just annoys me because I think I think to myself, Abram, that Abramovich is it. He sold. Yeah. He had to sell Chelsea. Put Chelsea up for sale within what five weeks? They had a new brand new owner. Manchester United yeah, so put up for sale within. I think it was a week. He had two bids put on the table. Newcastle. It was a well known fact. Obviously, Mike Ashley wasn't welcome. It was like the way we are now. Yeah. Um. And that consulting tours, right? All we've got to do, yeah, is throw enough noise up around Newcastle and they'll force him out. And he did. Yeah. And he did. And he got now look at him. You know, yeah. Manchester City won the jack won the lottery and that could that was that could have been us. But what what we point is Fab Mishiri apparently put Everton up for sale, quotes, if he has. Where are they all? Is he actually <laughs> put Everton up for sale? Because I'm t- I'm honestly God. People might disagree with me, but if Everton Football Club come up for sale for five hundred million, there's there's no way that doesn't attract these billionaires. There's absolutely no way. There's just no way. A brand new stadium getting bought on the dock, a club the size of Everton, you know, getting put getting put up for sale. There's just billionaires out there. There's Russians. There's the Chinese. There's you know oil money. There's all sorts. As you say, that Red Bull thing. That Red Bull consortium thought for one minute they could turn us into Everton, Red Bull Everton. They'd have already done it by now. But they know. They, they know that it, 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 it's like a, like a vault to get in because they'll just go, nah, you're not coming in here. You're not coming in here. We want this, this and this. And I think that's good. And they all talk. Let's be fair. They're all businessmen. They're all billionaires. You know what I mean? They all talk to each other. They're not probably going to go, on. Oh, no, go to Everton. You know what I mean? He wants half a million quid every year him. I'm talking about Ken Mike by the way. I so I was just on a little bit of a rant there, but I'm just sick of it, mate. I'm sick of us picking up the pieces of an absolute of a ball that can and I won't go into then he's barren back and all that because there's no point. We've been over it. It's just old ground. Um so I'll just I'll just say another thing for people who are listening, get behind the NS now movement. You know, when you want when you do enter that team styles, I don't know, we've all been doing it. Turn your attention to the team, get behind the team, and we've been doing that brilliantly. But you know, retweet things about the NS now, get just see if we can get these out. They're not gonna leave till the end of the season. They're not gonna leave. But let's make sure when we move into Bromley Moore that it doesn't just go away. We don't just go, Oh, it's all right, yeah, no what we've got a shiny new stadium, forgive you. Because we don't know what league we're going to be in. So we, exactly. we need to push this now. We need to push it. And if you want, you know, when we get into Bromley Moore, I'm sort of contradicting myself here. If you do get into Bromley Moore, you're going, oh, let's get let's get a little year behind our belt. Let's not make it where we enter a new stadium and 
we're instantly fuming. Um, mm. But let's make sure they know they're thinking, oh my God, if they just turn this, if this goes bad again, they're going to turn on us again. I just, I yeah. don't know, I, I, I just, you have to stop me because I'm just going to go off on I'm the board and I, it wasn't the, I, I wasn't planning that but it was just Saturday mate as well I was just sat there thinking you've done this no striker this is all this is your fault you know and I don't care what you know I'm not saying I don't care but I don't know the day in day out of every football club I don't know I'm not a Finch farm every day so I don't know what I do know is what happens on a Saturday and what happens in the transfer window and I'm seeing absolutely nothing and I'm seeing it Crumble before our very eyes, and it's it's down on them. Uh, yeah, definitely, definitely. I just say we could talk about it all day, couldn't we? We could really, you know, we could do ninety five podcasts a week just on on the rant over the board, but we just have to keep doing what we're doing, really, don't we? And yeah, you know, anyone who's religious get praying. I don't care if you pray to Jesus, to Buddha, to Allah. Yeah. I don't care. Just whatever religion you are, get your players out there and hopefully fucking one day we'll uh, turn it all around me and get back on the top of English football. Hopefully one day, mate, we come on and the intro music to the Champions League intro to the podcast. I was eight last time we were in the Champions League. Well, the only time in my lifetime we were in the Champions League, I was eight. I'm bad since now, I'm 25. 25. If that doesn't give you enough, then what what else do you want? Do you know what I mean? Well, I'm 30 and I've seen us play one FA Cup final. Oh, no, sorry, it's a light. I've seen us playing two, but I was only three when we in 95, so you have to forgive me for that one. Hey, excuse me. Um, but it's just, it just baffles me. It's honest to God, it's just crazy. It, it really is just madness. And I think it's starting to turn. I think. People say, oh, women, I, people go, oh, well, people who want the board out of minority, they're not. You look at them, you look at them protests from the oak and the war hub. That's not a minority. No, not at all. Do you know, so we'll, uh, we'll leave that for another day. I'm sure Paul and <laughs> Anthony and that have got a couple of things to say on the board, so we'll let them have their rants, but that was mine. Yeah. Um, so our next game it is is some uh, Wednesday. We're away to the league leaders in Arsenal. I know we beat them one at home a couple of weeks ago. Different ball game, isn't it? Massively different ball game. This. It's just it's. Well, I'm trying to not be too negative here. Um, it's just very much all hands on deck for ninety minutes, ninety five minutes, whatever the game goes on for. There can't be any passengers. There can't be anyone not on 110%. And even then, it might not be enough because let's give Arsenal credit. They are a fantastic team. Yeah. At the minute, okay, maybe they might drop off, like we said before, with the Leicester thing. But right now, they're the best team in the Premier League. Of course. We cannot afford a single passenger. Um, Obviously, the crowd were a 12th man when we beat them 1-0. But... What is it? Did you get four thousand at Arsenal? I think four and a half tower Arsenal. I think so. Yeah. It's 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 not enough to make that much of a difference. I know they will, and it's just me. I've been to Arsenal. We were loud last time I was there, but 
it, 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 we can't carry them like we did in the first game. We, we've really got to, no, no passengers, 100, 100 minutes, whatever you play for, give everything. Yeah, the thing is as well, Arsenal, as I said before, it's a, diff- it's a different beast. And listen, if there was anything, if there was such a thing called the Premier League Cup final, this is theirs. Because they can go eight points clear at the top of the Premier League. Um, you know, they're looking at City drop on points every other week. They know they just need to keep winning. I know that's a cliche, but. You can't afford to drop any more points. If you drop points to us, City are just there waiting. So this is massive for them. You don't hear that. Like, I know this is massive for, massive for us, but I actually think it's bigger for Arsenal than it is for us. And that's scary. That's a scary thought. Because they are a very good footballing team. One, they'll be fuming that we beat them anyway. And yeah. two, they'll just, they'll, they can just turn it on at any moment. And... Hopefully, listen, I'm not going in and going, oh, what's the point in turning up? Because you never know, this is football. You know, Southampton can beat Chelsea at Chelsea. You know, if Brentford can beat Arsenal at Manchester City, why can't we go and beat Arsenal? But we've yeah. also got to remember that this is a total different Arsenal. We can't go and go, oh, we beat them at Goodison. I'm sorry, but this is going to be a completely different game. This is back to the wall, trying to get a corner. I know that was a bit like Goodison, but they didn't really threaten. They will threaten at, at the Emirates. They will threaten because they'll have their own crowd. The whole of the Emirates pushing the ball into the net. You know, like as we did at Goodison, they'll be doing it at the Emirates. So we'll just see. Yeah. We'll, we'll see how it pans out. It's a massive game on, you know, either side of the table. Um. So would you change anything? Let's just get your team and then we'll do predictions. It, it's there's two potential changes I'd make, and obviously not. It, there's two separate teams. I mean, so for me, <clears throat> I'd, I'd go come from only one, but I'd go the same back five. The only one of the changes you could make is I'd potentially change a Wobi for Gray. Keep mm-hmm. the same, same rest of the midfield, you know, Decorio, Nana, Gana, yeah. McNeil, and then put Mope up front because we know we can sort of rattle them a little bit. And it could be, as you say, it could just be that one that come off his ass and if confidence changes. Or the other option is deeper Wobi where he is and put Gray up front for me. I think if any changes, it can only be them two for me. I, I can't see any others no. really needing. I, I think. You know, if you if you start messing about with the back door, I know Cody made a mistake on Saturday and I did see a few people coming for the Zeds, you know, oh, don't pay the four and a half million this, that and the other, but it's one mistake he's made. Name me another mistake Cody's made that's cost us a game. You, you can't because he, he's just not that player, but you can't be perfect every week. No, you know what I mean? no, no, you're right. So... Um... And I listen, I had a little thing about Conor Cody at the beginning because I thought he should be done he should have done better for the Aston Villa goal, but so should the other two next to him. You know, Adrissi Gay sort of standing there, I think and, and I think it was uh Tolkowski, I think he was standing next to him yeah, as well. Them three can do better. You can't obviously I think it was Cody that actually let him t- like, go onto his left foot. I'd stick with Conor Cody mm. purely because there's only 
if you get it, if you get a fat, if you get a six, seven out of Connor Cody, no, sorry, seven, eight, it's a very good seven and eight as half. You know, yeah. he, he, he gives a lot. He's very responsible as well. Like he will be the first person on Monday, well today, sorry, who's went back to training and went, Ah boys, fucked up there. I'll me that. And he yeah. will try to rectify that issue. There's many a player who you know, even at the top level, that has put the blame on someone else. So there there'll be an excuse of some form, I was tired or it was this, but I, from what I've heard of Cody in interviews, he'd be the first guy and listen, Sean Dice, I messed up there. Yeah. It won't happen again, boss. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. He's just got that, that character for me. I don't know him personally. I'm saying, like, I go to dinner with him every week. <laughs> but that's just what I read from what I've seen of him. <laughs> if that makes sense. Yeah, no, of course. And you're right. But, you're right in yeah. what you're saying. We've, need, we've been screaming out for a Connor Cody for years. And now he's made a couple of mistakes. You know, people are screaming for him to get out. I still... People might come for me, but I still believe Yerimina is a good defender. He is. But you're going to get Yerimina for 20 minutes and you're going to waste the sub. Yeah. You won't get 90 minutes out of you. You, won't. you will not get 90 minutes out of Yerimina at all. And and I'll just slightly go off a little bit, but people, I want to just put a comparison in. Connor Cody and James Hortowski come in. People forgot that we actually had Yerry Mir because he was so injury prone. We all started laughing about how injury prone he is because we've got two centre halves who were doing a job. You're like, oh my yeah. god, Yerry Mina this, Yerry Mina that, you know, biscuit legs and made the glass and all that. And then Godfrey coming back, we're like, oh yeah, there's that kid. You look at the other side, the, you know, the top end of the pitch. That's what Calvin Lewin should have. We should be doing that with Calvin Lewin. Not laughing that he's injured. What I'm trying to say is, we're not putting as much pressure on him. No one's pressurising yeah. Yerimina to get fit. No one's standing there going, oh, where's Yerimina fit? He's not in, he, he's not injured. He just doesn't want to play him. Because really, he's probably yeah. been injured a lot more than Donny McCarvel-Lewin has. So, if we're going to give Donny McCarvel-Lewin that type of stick and you're going to also say Yerimina's our best centre-half, then Yerimina needs to get it as well. Because, yeah. is he wanting to play? Where's that? Where's, that? where's all that attitude? You know, I want the same attitude for Calvin Lewin and I do get him in it. If he's our best centre half in people's opinion, you've got to give him the same thing. You've got to go, well, lad, you need to be playing. Why aren't you playing? Yeah. Because you know, he can't. He's made, made the glass. So is Calvin Lewin. But that was just my yeah. comparison. So it's just, just come to me then. Well, why aren't we doing that? But that's. Yeah, that's the thing, isn't it? It's like with Calvin Lewin, if we're couldn't he start at like Villa's position, we're like 12, 13. You know, not really in much worry of going down, and we're, we're, we're quite comfortable. We're looking at Calvert Lewin, but coming back thinking, yeah, when he's back, we'll be pushing up for the top half of the table. We'll be doing this, we'll be doing that. Let's just not rush him back. Whereas I think because, of, as you say, the position we're in, it's just made it so much worse on the poor lad. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think we forget, what is he, 24? I'd, I'd hate that, me as I'm 25. If someone started giving me shit all the time for being injured, it'd play on my mind as well. Like, wow, is that niggle going to put me out for the rest of the season, or is that niggle going to ruin my career? Exactly. You're going to do that the end of the day. Yeah, of course you are. But um, I'll, I'll, my ass for me, I probably, I probably just change more. I think right. That would be my only change, really. Um, just purely for the fact that I think against Arsenal at home, Martinelli and Saka. I think it will be in the back middle. 
we're good we tracked really well to help them out the the, the centre yeah. the, the full back I mean so I think it wouldn't change them just for that protection but give yeah um but then give the Mary Gray the license to go up to you know what go and prove yourself go and run round like an headless chicken and find the back of the net with a, a ball that comes across the box from McNeil or something you know yeah yeah um so I think that would be my only change maybe take Mopai out and then. You know, with 10 minutes to go for winning one nil or draw and bring them on to, to rattle a few feathers. Yeah. Um, but what, what's your prediction? We'll just we'll, we'll finish on predictions. Um, I think, and again, I'm not trying to be negative. I think our best hope is a nil nil. Um, yeah. I can't see us, can't see us winning there. I think I, I don't know. I'd love to be wrong, um, but I just can't see it. So I, I'll take a nil nil. Um. I think that's probably our best chance of getting much out of that game. Yeah. On the through the week, like personally. What about yourself? Yeah, I'd take uh, listen, I'd bite your hand off for a nil nil. You know, taking four points off the you know, could be soon champions. So that's massive. I don't think there's anyone else that's taken four points off them, apart from maybe City if they draw with them. Um mm. so yeah, you've also got to be realistic. Listen, we're not coming gonna come on this podcast and go, we're gonna be you know, 2014 Barcelona, we're not. So, you've also got to be realistic. You know, you'll never yeah. say it. I'd take a nil-nil, maybe a 1-1, one, one. we can score from a corner. Um, I don't think we'd be able to keep them out, especially at home. Mm. And I just think we can take, maybe maybe snatch a 1-1, one, one, one. yeah? That'd be, that'd, yeah. that'd be great. I'm not going to go over the top and go, we're going to win 2-0, because you're not realistic. I'd love it. No. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. I'd go to work on the Thursday, but I just I can't see it. So you've got it. You've totally got a good position. What you think is going to happen? Yeah, exactly. And, and and that's not us being negative as well for the people listening. And that it's not us going oh we resigned in defeat already. It's just you know look at look at league position taken away from the fact that it's Everton. And if this was I don't know uh, Bournemouth or Southampton. Against Arsenal, you'd be looking at it the same way. They'd yeah. be lucky to get a point. And, and we are, we will be lucky to get a point. And it will take every single player to to don that shirt and, and give it everything. Otherwise, we won't get a point. No. Simple and then we're going on to Nottingham Forest and then you start looking how many games are left and all that. You know what I mean? It's, that's coming soon, mate. You know what I mean? That's coming yeah. soon. I know people are probably looking at that now, but I think when you look at it and you go, well, there's 14 games. 14 games is still quite a lot, but soon you'll get to, you know, you're four games away from 10 games left. Yeah. Sounds scary, that, when you say it, you know. Yeah. You, you wipe four games away in four weeks. I think there's an international break, but just say for four weeks. 10 games then. You've got 10 games left in the Premier League. And so, this is how it, 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 it's so fickle as well, though. Oh, Jay, you probably agree with me, yeah. But if, I, if on that 10th game, we're 15th. I think we're safe. If we're where we are now, 10 games to go, we're all shitting ourselves. Yeah. So you don't know. It's if proper you, fickle. If you, listen, if you could predict the future of football, you'd be a multi, multi-millionaire. <laughs> you yeah. know, you, you go would... get that, uh, what is it, the, the, buff, the book Biffad from Back to the Future. Yeah, yeah, you could. Do you know what I mean? Maybe yeah. double, we wouldn't win anything. But... <laughs> I I I'd be terrified to look at that booth. No, if you got that booth, you'd be like that. I'm not looking at that. No, no, no. Um, yeah, yeah. An FF, a football manager simulator, like I think it was like two hundred years into the future, and Everton had won like eighteen Champions Leagues, and I was like, 
mate, just shut up. You're making it worse. You're making it worse. <laughs> I just want to play 18 minutes in the Champions League. That's all I want. Yeah, definitely. I'd take that. Like, yeah, 18 minutes that. in the Champions League group stages. And then they go, right, that's <laughs> it. That's it. <laughs> I don't mate, see the like Rangers and that they go, oh, Rangers yeah. in the Champions League. That's the worst. It's the worst performing Champions League team we've ever had. Good. Sound. Yeah. <laughs> mate, give me, give me a, a two-night stay in fucking Moldova in the Champions League. I'd be all over it. I wouldn't even care. Even yeah. in some dingy-ass hostel in the middle of Moldova. Took me four days to get there. I wouldn't even care. Honestly, that's, that's, I think that's what fans, those fans deserve, though, as well. Yeah, shit of course Listen, we to win the Premier League every year. Because let's be honest, as a fan base, if you put a Premier League fan base table up, forget the top four, mate, but in the top one. <laughs> and I'm not sort of me being biased, but it is. You name me another fan base that puts up with this crap every... We go on Newcastle. Newcastle didn't. Newcastle no. fans, I'm sorry, but if there's any of you listening, one, why are you listening to an Everton podcast? And two... <laughs> You 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 never went the match. You all stopped going under Mike Ashley. You know Manchester United yeah. fans are all tourists anyway. So let's be fair. If you give your team ticket up, someone from Cheltenham will take your ticket anyway. So, yeah. but I'm telling you now, there's not a fan base like Everton. There's not no, a fan base like Everton Football Club. Um, no. and I hope everyone appreciates that as well. Like. Be proud of yourselves because I know this is crap time to be an Evertonian. But you know what? Every single day, every single one of us stands up and says, "Yeah, I am. Yeah, I am. I am. And I, I am an Evertonian. So what? I've never yeah. met anyone that goes, uh, well, uh, are you stuck like Everton? But that you're an Evertonian. You're an Evertonian. And you, when you know when you say to someone, who do you support to go Everton? And you just say it yeah. with a conviction and go, and you're sort of a bit like, you're all right, lad. You know, you're just... <laughs> you right. And that's what we need to be proud of. You know, you get these down the road who are singing, you know, getting the lyrics up so you'll never walk alone in the, uh, you know, in a Champions League game. They haven't got a clue what it feels like to be an Everton fan and they never will. No. no. Um, so I think we'll just end up on that, mate, actually. Yeah, I think we're best at I think yeah. before we start getting onto a three-hour special about how much, we, uh, <clears throat> how much we've been through as an Everton fan... Yeah, oh no, I don't got the. Uh, I don't think I've got any tissues or anything around me for all that type of stuff. Okay, <laughs> now. Only I've got the mental capacity after work, lad. I think. No, I mean, no. Honest to God, I'd be off work for a month just out of, out of pure tiredness. <laughs> I'd be doing, telling you and Google and like, therapists on Google. <laughs> um, oh, but no, honestly, I'm... mate, thanks very much for coming on. I know it's. Uh, you said last week didn't mean boss when you be win. We've also yeah. got to do when we lose, and there's a lot of losses, but we love them, and we'll keep loving them, and we'll keep going, and we'll just keep going until we get we get put in the ground. I know that's the harsh way of looking at it, but it, we will. Yeah. So thanks very much for joining me today, mate, and uh, up the toffees. Up the toffees. Sports Social Podcast Network.